0: Read death is the story of Ashabi, a housewife in her late 20s who is determined to make a name for herself in the world despite the odors on her path and the aftermath of the Covid-19 pandemic. Chapter 3 As Ashabi did the dishes in her kitchen, the size of a box of st louis sugar she wondered when life would return to normal i'm tired of living in fear not being able to go out freely she thought whenever she ran out of salt tomato paste or even vegetable oil she would sneak out of her house with her heart beating like a batter drum what if somebody catches me eh? they say we should not go out she was always so anxious whenever she touched something she bought from yasala's shop even though the small statured woman was educated and neat, Ashabi never felt completely at ease. At least everybody claimed that you could contract COVID 19 by touching surfaces or even money. They said it moved in the air like a ghost or some kind of evil spirit that could decide to rest on anyone or anything. Ashabi was almost going nuts from sun drying anything she bought, including onions and diapers for a little baby. She believed that anything she touched must spend some time in the sun so whatever gems on them could die even before they were born. She would lay a large see-through nylon on the concrete floor in her compound, next to their car, and place small stones on the four edges of the nylon. Then she would arrange the items from Yasala's shop, Honeywell spaghetti, Gino tomato paste, Mr. Chef's salt, onions, ground pepper, including cheese balls and pig milk. Because of how she followed the figures of the rising cases of COVID-19 in the country, Ashabi was having sleepless nights. Every day she would ask herself, Am I careful enough? God, don't let me catch this corona thing. What will happen to my baby? I don't want to die, young eh, Hey, God. (laughs) At the end of March, one person had died from COVID-19 in Nigeria. Ashabi couldn't stop downloading all the yellow and green design updates with the numbers from the Nigeria Center for Disease Control to her phone. By April 1st, another person died and the confirmed cases went close to 200. By the end of that month, there had been almost 40 deaths out of around 1,200 confirmed cases. Despite how the thought of dying scared her, Ashabi couldn't go to bed each, each day without going on Twitter to download the latest Corona update as if the numbers held the key to our peace of mind. But maybe this isn't the end of the world though, Ashabi thought. At least Jesus said it would come as a thief in the night. He did not say it would come in the disguise of some pandemic. So Ashabi comforted herself that the world was probably going to get a second chance. But when will it be? Ashabi, when are you going to the clinic? When are we going to the clinic? It's almost 10 o'clock. Oh. Eh, get ready now. Tedru called out from their bedroom. It was carrying Ira in his left arm as the little boy played with a blue, yellow and red rattle in his tiny hands. I'm coming, Tedru Give me like three minutes. Ashabi replied as she hurried to beat time. She washed the last stainless steel pot and rinsed it under the tap with slow, snailing water. She hated going late to the children's immunization clinic, but she couldn't help it. She often had to do everything on her own, with very little help from Tedru. Usually, she would wake up around 6am to have her morning devotion before making Ire's first meal around 7am. It turned 6 months old 3 days ago, so he was ready for Sarilac. Nutribom and the gang of baby food. My breast can rest small now I shall be thought. After preparing his food she would feed him, bathe him and dress him and then prepare their own meal. This morning she prepared white rice and beef stew but she was no longer in the mood to eat. They were late, very late. Those nurses will have given up on me by now. They know I always come late. Ashabi said, in defeated acceptance, as she walked past Teju who was standing beside their small white ayatamoko fridge. He was picking out some sweets from the brown cane basket sitting on their long dead microwave oven. At least they were 10 to us, even if we are the last people they see. Teju replied as he let Ire climb down from his body to the tiled floor. The little champ was crawling really nicely all over the house these days and his little teddy face walker entertained him with its funny music and teddy faces. Little wonder he could climb up and down the corridor with ease. Irei was no longer a baby. He was fast becoming a big baby boy. And today, he was ready for his 6 month immunization. If he only knew the near future, he would beg Ashabi and Teju not to take him to the clinic. Ashabi hated the drama that came after his immunization and today, She just wasn't in the mood for drama. I'll make sure he doesn't cry much, she said aloud. Ashabi had not been expecting the news she got after she followed the nurse's instructions. How come God, it's not possible, she screamed in her head. It's not possible, eh, it's not fair. Why now, Ashabi, why? Disappointed did not fully describe the emotions that surged through her veins like a raging river. She was shattered from knowing that she had not been as smart as she had hoped. Mommy, you why didn't you come before now, eh? Hey? During your she be we taught you to come within the first six weeks after delivery, Nospelumi said without remorse. The short, pretty nurse was one of Ashabi's favorite women at the antenatal clinic. When she was pregnant with Hire, Nos Balumi had admired her thin stature and compared her to Agbani Darego, the 2001 Miss World from Nigeria. But today, Ashabi did not feel like Miss World. Instead, she felt like the world was about to swallow her. Ma, I wanted to come. Ashabi replied in a now teary voice. I wanted to come, but I got so busy with work after my maternity leave that I did not remember to come. And when the lockdown was announced three months ago, I thought you people will not attend to us. You know, they announced there is only people that have serious symptoms and, or those that have uh, COVID-19 that should go to the hospital. What am I even saying? Ashabi thought to herself, there is no excuse for this thing. Did the Bible not say that children are a gift from God? Nospelumi sat down in the green chair beside her desk and folded both palms on the table. As she looked at the heap of green files to the left, she remembered all the other women waiting outside that gray door. But this was important. Ashabi was like her sister. Nospelumi then picked up a small white paper and an orange pen from the right drawer. Mommy, Ray. Your test report shows that you are already 5 weeks gone. Nospelumi said as she tapped the orange pen on the red paper that was now Ashabi's life sentence for the next 10 months and years to come. Oh God, what will I do? Ashabi said as if in severe pain. She could not believe that she was going to push her belly around the second time. Not when Ire was just six months old. Who on earth makes this kind of silly mistake? She thought. Nosquelumi's voice cut through her thoughts. I know what you are thinking, that this is a mistake and all. Nosquelumi pointed her right index finger at the brown chair facing her. Sit down, Mommy Ire. She be raised with your husband in the car outside. Sit down. Let me explain something to you. Ashabi sank into the shaky seat and wished the ground would open up and swallow the chair and I. Where am I going to start from? She replied Nospelumi, letting a small tear drop from her face. Her voice began to shake as she continued. I'm not ready for a second child, Nospelumi. I'm not ready. I've not finished learning how to take care of one. Another one is on the way. Am I a baby factory? Can't my body just wait for a while, Eh? Mommy, you don't talk like that. Alla unlong shaw mo, it's God that gives children. I know you are not happy about conceiving this early, but do you know that there are women who wish they could conceive like you? Do you know how many women wish they could just have a second child or even one child? Nospelumi leaned her shoulders over the table and extended her hands to Ashabi, who was now collapsed into the chair like a wilting vegetable. Ashabi was trying so hard to hear what Noskelumi was explaining but all she could hear in her head was the voice of guilt and shame. You were so careless. It is all your fault. Why did you not go for birth control after six weeks? Why did you not use a condom? Now you will have to deal with this. Momire, Momire, are you listening to me? Noskelumi tapped the wooden table with her right palm to hijack Ashabi from whatever thoughts were waging a war in her mind. Yes ma, i listening ma. Ashabi replied like someone rescued from a daytime nightmare. I am sorry this happened earlier than you planned and I am sorry you feel like it's your fault. Bellumi paused for a second and continued. But I want you to see the good side of it. God that gave you the baby will help you to take care of it. Maybe God even planned it like this so that you can give birth to all your children at once. And focus on your own life. I know so many families that this has happened to and they are all doing fine now. No, I wish I had come for this birth control thing. I wish I had come. Ashabi As said in a sorrowful voice, why did this pregnancy feel like she had lost someone to the cold ends of death? Why was she not happy to have a second child? Why was she ashamed of herself and her careless decisions? Mommy Ray, along kisha shiche. Eh, God does not make mistakes. To you, it looks like a mistake that you conceived your second child when your first child is just six months old. But I know that you are a Christian. I see your WhatsApp status every morning. Eh, and I know that you believe in God. So what if this is how God planned it for you? Who knows if something in the future is going to prevent you from having children? God forbid anybody know. But I could have planned this very well, not below well me. I could have waited till Iri was at least one year old. Ashabi replied as a spirit struggled with guilt and the shame that now stared at her in her mind. How am I going to tell my family? Which mouth will I use to tell my friends that I am pregnant again? Sounding dejected and abandoned, Ashabi continued, Won't they say, why didn't you do birth control after Iwe? Won't they mock me for being so educated but not wise enough to prevent this way too early pregnancy, eh? Nospelumi, please tell me. Nospelumi was trying hard to help Ashabi see that she had not committed a crime. Being pregnant this early is not a sin, mommy, it's not a sin against God. You have not committed a crime of any kind. And the law of Nigeria does not say that you cannot have a second child early. And even when we advise women to space their babies, sometimes these things happen, eh? Noswelumi stood up from her chair and walked to Ashabi's side of the table. Then she bent to the ground and continued. If you don't want to keep this baby, would you rather abort it then? Eh? Do you want to abort it? Nosbalumi paused to give Ashabi time to hear the words in her mind. I can teach you the two main kinds of abortion so that you can make up your mind. Ashabi didn't respond right away. Her body was present in that chair, but her spirit was flying away and about to hang itself on the gallows her man prepared for Mordecai. She was on the verge of crucifying herself for an embryo that didn't know its mother was disappointed in herself. But she heard the word abortion in Pelumi's final statement. Even if she did not know if she wanted this baby right now, she wasn't sure if abortion was what she needed. Why didn't I just abort the mission when the sperm cells and the eggs were doing their happy dance, eh? If Teju and I did not abort the mission, then was it right for me to abort the embryo now? Ashabi's mind began to think a million thoughts per minute. She was not prepared for another pregnancy, but she decided to learn about the different ways to get rid of it, maybe just for knowledge's sake. Nospelumi, let's go outside and meet my husband so you can help me tell him. Eh? I don't know what he will say. Ashabi said in a pleading tone, hoping Nospelumi heard even the words she wasn't saying. No problem, mommy, Ray. let's go and tell your husband about this. I'm sure he would not mind. As they walked out of that birth control room and turned to the corridor on the right, Ashabi wished she was walking on the road to her rescue. But she knew, she knew deep down that the news of the baby felt like death. She was sad. No, her spirit had just died.